recording. Hey everyone, this is Dave Smith along with Jack Brody and we are so excited to bring you a series of videos that we think is really going to change both the dynamic of how you may teach or play the sport, but also ways that we're going to try to grow this game and grow the opportunity to increase players' ability to reach their potential. And so uh, many of you know both of us, we've been around probably longer than we want to admit. I want to introduce Jack Brody right now. So Jack, jump in here, share a little bit of your background and a little bit of your interest in what we are trying to do here. Well, thanks, Dave. Uh, I'm really delighted we're doing this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fellow dinosaur here too. So, you know, uh, we've been around the block and uh, even though I'm the, one, the only one with gray hair, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and, and you didn't mention the tennis parents. I think we got to bring them in too. Because, you know, to me, you know, when you're talking tennis, uh, it's pretty much everyone. You, you know, it's not just to coaches or players, but, but you got to bring in the parents and the organizations. We might end up talking about organizations as well. And, and even international tennis. So tennis is tennis. You know, like I always tell my kids, when you're out on the court, there's no place to hide. And, um, and, and so, uh, so this is for everyone who, who really loves the game or wants to pick up the game even. Uh, Excellent. Well, let me yeah. pig piggyback on what you just said, because one of my big goals is to create players that can self-critique, self-critically -crit think. Self-fix. Right. Because we, we as coaches oftentimes forget the player is indeed out there on their own. They've got to prepare and understand how to solve a problem without saying, coach, what do I do? What, what, what happens here? So this is this whole process of creating a fully immersive tennis program that really will transpire or transform the learning of tennis for the player, the parent, as you mentioned, the coach, the, the, the coach teaching pro, the academy. So this is going to be a full range of opportunity for people to even experience pros. I mean, even you and I, Jack, we both are still learning things when we talk to experienced pros, but we're trying to share our, my 45 years in the industry. You've got 45 years. Um, we, we're bringing in 90 years. So we're going to jump into this here shortly. I want to do a quick introduction I've been doing this for 45, more than 45 years. I've taught 3,500 players. I've taught world ranked, top 20 world ranked players, national rank, uh, divisionally ranked or, or um, a, a region, a country, and national, national ranked in divisions and that kind of thing, as well as from beginner to the world class. A lot of pros take on the, the world class, but don't work with the beginners. And the, one of the things that I've learned as I'm both a high school coach, working at an academy and a teaching pro and a, a director of tennis is the processes that allow players to reach their full potential. So Jack, I want you to share a little bit of yeah. your experience as well, because you have well, a tremendous- uh, You know, and that was one of the reasons I even sort of connected with you in the beginning is because I feel like we're sort of cut from the same cloth, even though our expertise are in different places. I mean, you really got it down when it comes to teams. I mean, I can't touch it. And, and, and I think I told you when we first met and we first chatted, I said, I always thought high school tennis was kind of BS. 
kind of a joke. I, I did, because mine was a joke. Mine was a joke many years ago, right? And the only thing my school cared about was baseball, basketball, and football. And now this was, you know, 100 years ago, but still, you know, the tennis team was always, I remember my high school team was the French professor, the French teacher. <laughs> he didn't play any tennis. He just picked up the, the pad and the pencil and that's it. And, and that was the, that was the coach of our team. And, and they would just throw a few balls out there and, you know, and then we played matches. There was no real practice. So I was really impressed with what you do. Um, me, I've had a pretty, pretty fun, maybe a colored career. I don't know. I, I, um, I spent a lot of time in Europe. I spent a lot of time at the Orange Bowl and the Kalamazoo and all the big tournaments. Um, my boys, for the most part, I had a few good girls, uh, Abby Spears, Coco, I worked with a little bit, not Goff, Vanderway. Um, Gabby played for USC. I, I had a few girls, but I really had a lot of guys. Just one of those things. I was in the San Diego area. I think once you get known for boys or girls, that's who comes to you. So I had a lot of great players come through my um, ranks. Sam Query, Steve Foreman, Steve Johnson, Warren Wood, Eric Riley, um, a lot of good players. I, I did a little work with uh, Mike Bryan and uh, uh, Ramos. Uh, what's his name? Uh, can't remember right now. Ramos is a good player. Top 50. Yeah, top 50 in the world. Well, basically, um, what we're trying to describe to folks that are listening to this video is we understand this concept of both taking a beginner player and moving them not just to reach what I would consider the, their perceived potential, but actually exceed their perceived potential. Yeah. Because 90% of my players get far, far better than they ever really dreamed of. And I know that's very yeah. true for you. Well, you and know, I, I, um, I guess I didn't mention that, but one of the, the players I worked with, I worked with them all between the ages of five and 17. Well, when they go to college, 18. Right. So, I worked with them, you know, literally their first, you know, steps on the court. And a lot of them didn't even take steps. Um, a lot of my best players, uh, the first several lessons, uh, I made these little uh, boards, you know, I call them uh, Brody boards, but I used to call them eight boards. And I made, I, I manufactured them from Home Depot. We make little ones so the little kids could get on them. But Coco Vanderway, Steve Foreman, all Johnson, all those guys, they were swiveling and they didn't even step a foot on the court. I, I, I mean, I really was, I had this belief that, you know, there's something about this game and, and, and probably because I was a frustrated player. I, I was always sort of in the middle of the pack. You know, I was like 12 or 10 in New England and maybe 90 in the country. You know, I was always really in the middle of the pack and, and I wanted to uh, not just you know, win a few matches, I wanted to rope the ball, like the guys who I saw that were all loosey goosey. And I was like, I'm so mechanical next to these guys. So my life quest was really more of maybe about myself, you know, and then I wanted to make sure my players could do it. So that's where all these devices that I, you know, that I guess that's really one of my claims to fame is other than the players I coach was, I've invented a lot of uh, products to go with a system that I call a nonlinear system, meaning that loosey goosey fluid, really fluid way of playing because I wanted to play that game. I still do. I still, I still love to rope the ball. 
So that's really where I came from was bringing up these young kids, you know, five, six, seven year old kids. I think I started with met Stevie Johnson when he was nine or 10 and Sam Query, he was 10 and Warren Wood was four and a half. So that's the thing. A lot of player coaches will say they coach players, but I think it's more important getting them in their fundamental years. Then you can really say you did something. If I grab a Andre, well, like Agassi went to Bullet Terry, what, at 14? He was already number one in the country, right, right. you know? So, so, you know, I used to tell my friends, hey, you know, give me Magic Johnson and all these players, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and let me be the coach of the Lakers. I probably could do it, you know, because you're giving me all this talent, you know? So well, that's, I think, the, I think the, you do the same. I think you take players from, from infancy and, and really make a player out of them. So uh, that's, that's, that's where we have a lot in common. Right. And so we, Jack and I have both felt that this, there was a, a very strong need. Uh, we were, before we started recording this, we talked about how tennis has sort of been transformed to this series of tips, band-aids, uh, solve Pointers, issues. pointers, pointers. And, and we're not really getting a sort of like a doctor who's treating an illness, but not, curing the illness and so we've got to move from a esoteric um trying to fix a problem by a, a, a temporary fix if you will because if we don't learn the mechanics of of oper operative or a, a basic advanced what i call advanced foundation training that allows a player to continue to progress upward and doesn't stagnate because their technique is inferior it's sort of my analogy in my books i talk a lot about piano players imagine a piano teacher teaching a, a person to, to pluck a piano with two index fingers and how long would they enjoy the piano doing that not very long and they'd only be able to play a song sure they could play twinkle twinkle little star today but what would they, they'd still be playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star five years from now. They wouldn't progress. We teach all the fingers on the piano. We teach all the mechanics that are associated with the correct spin, axis of spin, footwork patterns, swing patterns that develop balance, that develop recovery, that creates a, a, a repeatable, reliable swing path on command. So we're going to be delving in, and, and this was a kind of a long introduction. But we really want you to understand that if you follow the tenets of this video, of these series of videos that will lead a coach, a player, a parent, a teaching pro, an academy owner, a director of tennis, or just somebody who says, I really want to, I want to play tennis, but I really, nobody says, I want to play tennis, but I really want to suck at it. But yet we have <laughs> millions of players who pick up a rack and 10 years later, they suck at it because they either didn't learn the right technique or they tried to self-teach them using two index fingers on the piano analogy and they never achieved much greater. So anything else you want to add to that before we come? Well, and and, and like I said earlier, you know, on the court, there's just no place to hide. Nope. So you really, you know, you either got to get your act together or you better pick up pickleball because there's <laughs> no place to hide in tennis. Exactly. You know, I'll, I'll say one thing. Once again, you know, it's so funny that we feel the same, but we come from different angles. I was thinking about music as well. I know you're a bass player. I'm a guitarist and we both play um, in bands and we both practice and we both 
you know, try hard and, and we learn our stuff. Yes. But we're hacks. Let's face it. Come on. I mean, unless you're a virtuoso, right. you're a hack. And that's sort of how I felt about tennis. I always felt that tennis was kind of like the way I played guitar. You know, oh, I go to YouTube. Oh, I'll learn this lick. Oh, gee, uh, the pentatonic scale. Okay, I'll learn the pentatonic scale. I'll learn this. So I try to learn mostly for songs, right? You know, oh, I really dig that free bird, right? You got to get that lead in free bird. And, and so I was sitting in a jacuzzi one day uh, after a long day on the court. And I was saying, <laughs> I've got one, a couple of those too. And uh, I was thinking to myself, kind of like you with the, with, the, with the fingers on the, I was thinking, God, tennis is really, uh, it's like you either learn music theory and you become a virtuoso or you're just another guitarist just another guy with an axe trying to make it, you know, trying to be great, you know, get everyone to swoon or dance or whatever. And, you know, feel great up there with the mic in front of you. But, you know, when I go to see someone like a Larry Carlton, someone who's really, really proficient, I mean, a virtuoso plays with their soul, not with their fingers. Uh, I, I just want to go home and, and, you know, smash my guitar and use it for firewood because I'm like, you don't play guitar. This guy plays guitar. And that's how I felt about tennis. And that's why my addition to our thing will be a lot of technique because that was my whole quest in life was to rope the ball and not get it over the net and, and not push it or muscle it, but just to feel like I own the game. Like I, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. So, so in a, in a nutshell, I, I remember the first person that taught me uh, guitar and I've uh, since moved to bass, but interestingly, he said at one point you're going to be playing the, when you play, get to a point where you're playing freely, sort of like you're describing your tennis, you'll start to drool and you won't realize it. And because you're so into the music and sure enough, two years later, I caught myself drooling. And I consider the difference between a ball, a hitter and a player on the tennis court. If you're a hitter, yeah, you can hit forehands, cross court, backhands, whatever. But yeah. a player knows how to create artistic use of those skills. And we're trying to move players from this hitter. And this is where I think your technique and all the stuff that you contribute brings that player and immerses them into an artistic flow of the game rather than a robotic flow of the game or a robotic um, must move this way can't move any you know that kind of thing so right we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up but this is uh, i am so excited i hope people are gonna be and enjoy this they may want to sc scroll through this part but we really wanted you to understand this is not your standard tennis video this is going to be a very in-depth opportunity to really discover ways to train you train yourself train your players take a beginner move them to a highly skilled advanced player in a very short period of time yeah and, you know i want to mention one more thing because yeah. you and i have been dialoguing a little bit since we've met now a couple of months back and forth what we're going to talk about we've got over a dozen uh, topics but we really want to invite you um the audience to 
email and I, I hear from you all a lot. I get lots of videos every day and, and lots of comments you know, on some of the, on some of the uh, Facebook groups and whatnot, which is great. I, I love it all. Uh, but we want to get some comments. So please feel free to email or text however you want to do it and say, hey, would you guys talk about this? Because this is something that's kind of bugging me or I've always wondered about it and never really uh, you know, never really quite figured it out. And we'd like your opinion. So I, I would say, right, we, we want we want a little feedback from other other tennis folks as well. Right. Bring us your questions. If you want us to cover a particular topic, um, we're going to try to cover a very uh, broad spectrum of very specific ways to train players, both in group settings, individual settings, progressions and things like that. So if you have a particular question, please email Jack. Me, myself, we will have uh, our contact information. Also on Facebook, uh, I'm an administrator for Competitive Tennis Coaching, uh, as well as a few other sites. So you can locate us through Facebook and through uh, emails and uh, a number of other locations. So please become engaged with us because we are both passionate about reaching out to you, the audience, the person who wants to help yourself or help others reach their potential without backtracking or finding that, oh my gosh, no, to me, nothing's worse than learning something for a long time and discovering you learned it wrong. Right. And you spent a long time working on right. the wrong thing. So that's my intention is that we yeah. give you the right fluid mecha mechanics uh, progressions that will not be have to change to reach skill levels and Ultimately, and I, and I know we're going to we're going to wrap this up, but I do want to add one more person to the group. And the person is is the younger version of me. And there's a ton of them, by the way, guys that are coaching right in their 30s. I got a lot of these guys that are certified pros now on my site. You can see them right on the coaches page. Good looking young kids. And but they all say the same thing to me. They all say, you know, oh, the coaching's great. You know, I'm a god out here. Everyone loves me. You know, everyone's moving up really quickly. You know, the boards help. This helps. Blah blah blah. blah. But they always still say, and I am hitting the ball better than I've ever hit in my life. And so I really like to appeal to those guys because so many of them out there, frustrated players, guys like myself that were you know, four on their college team, not one. Mm. And they had a good record, not a great record. And they had a few sores and this and that. And, and the guys that were always the best never got sore. So there are some, I call them frustrated tennis pros, but that's frustrated is not the word I want to use, but for lack of a better word, but that's an important, that's a very important person, I think, that we're talking to, because there are so many guys out there, not necessarily us. I'm still that guy, but <laughs> I still want to get better, uh, you know, righty, lefty. I just want to be able to do things I couldn't do before. But there are a lot of guys in their the early 30s, 40s, maybe even 50s that are teaching the game, but they still want to be able to show the game and, and look good and feel good and say, hey, do it like I do it. Watch me serve. So I think that's a group of people that we also want to address. And the last thing I'll say is about my certified pros. I've been learning them. We talk on the phone a bit and we text and I've got, you know, about 30 of them now. And um, they're also interesting. One guy, you know, told me about, oh yeah, I went bull riding. What? A Spanish guy, Javier. Yeah. A new, a new, a new member telling me about bull riding, which I watch on TV. And I'm like, Holy cow, another guy does Taekwondo or karate. 
So there's a lot of, and you and I both play music. I think there's just a lot of things that are tangent that we might even delve into because, you know, there is something about music and tennis and maybe even, like I said, taekwondo or these other things that you and I are learning every day. I even say golf. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's right. Daughter. You're into golf. You're into golf. I'm, and, I'm a sur- and I'm a surfer. And yeah, I'm a surfer. So go. I, I remember when I was surfing 20 years ago and, and figuring out this figure eight with the hips. And I remember, God, and I'd be surfing waves and I'd literally going, wow, look at that. See, and you use both hands just like, in t- and, and there was a lot of comparisons with surfing and tennis. So We'll, we'll get into all that as well. Exactly. Well, listen, Jack, thank you. And, and we will be certainly moving forward with some very dynamic learning very shortly. So again, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to sharing a lot more information with you as we continue in this series. Of thank you, Dave. Tennis. I'm thank really you. glad you we're doing this together. So you uh, bet. really feel great. And thank you. And we look forward to seeing all you out there. Okay.